Hey everybody, I'm Larry Little, and you're listening to Crossing the Line, a podcast where I generally talk with other leaders about the moments in their life when they cross the line from leading with their head to leading with their heart. But today is a little bit different. Uh, So this is the end of the year as I'm recording this. We're on uh, December 30th, actually, and and, uh, finally putting... 2020 behind us, uh, I think, and, and turning the corner, and, and everybody I've talked with is just excited to get into 2021. Now, you know, we're all realists, right, at, at least at some level. We know 2021 will have its own challenges, but 2020 has been, well, it's just been ridiculous. I mean, it's just been a, a year that, um, in my life, I've never seen anything like in terms of just, just the difficulties. The difficulties uh, on a national level, the difficulties on a local level, the, the difficulties uh, personally even that that, uh, that has that has happened, things that have transpired, it's just been a yeah, wow, it's been a hard year. So I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to say let's um, you know let's jump into 2021. But you know, the truth is, uh, we we really. We just have to, 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 to learn from 2020 if there is anything to learn. And I think there is. I think a mistake we make in our lives maybe is that when we walk through difficult times, I tend to want to just push through it, move on, put it behind me and go on to the next thing. And there's some truth to that. There's some, you know, there's some things that, that we need not to dwell on in the past. That, absolutely. I mean, that they're unhealthy. They they hurt us. I mean, I get all that, but I think a mistake we, we make or that I make is that sometimes I don't stop to learn from the past. Sometimes I don't stop to, to turn back and go, what did I take away from this difficult situation? And I just think that we are in this, um, this year where we're, we're rushing to, to get through it because it's so hard. It's so difficult. It's so just, ugh, just yuck that we may forget to look back and, and learn to, to look back. There are some things certainly we can't, you know, who in the world we have no control over a, a pandemic. Uh, we do have control over how we address it, but no control over, over that virus. And, and, and we don't, you know, there's some things that we can't control that are not around us, uh, but we, but we can learn from uh, the social injustice issues. Uh, we can learn from that. There, there are things that we can learn. Even in, in, in the pandemic, we can learn from that. We can, we can learn how to have common sense and take care of ourselves and those we love and, and uh, those kinds of things. We also learn a lot about how our government responds to, to pandemics and, and uh, whether or not we agree with, with their response. Uh, but but we, can, we can learn. I, I've had a, a difficult year personally um, through losing a dear, wonderful friend of mine for 35 years suddenly. Uh, in the first of the year, uh, I can learn from that. I am learning. I'm still learning how to deal with with grief and and walk through that. Um, there, there's so much to learn if we if we would take the time. Uh, I think we we can learn what uh, a polarizing society looked like when we think about the elections and and how polarizing they were and personal. Uh, I, I just think that it's it's an opportunity for all of us. Uh, as leaders, and by the way, we believe, and I believe that you are a leader. If you're listening to this, if you have the ability to 
to listen, to read, uh, if you have the ability to learn, you're a leader. Everyone is a leader. Uh, even if the only person you think you're leading is yourself, you still get to choose how you lead yourself. So you're a leader. So I think that it's important that we slow down a bit and learn from this year and, and learn from, from 2020. Uh, and so I want to do that. I want to, to just, just take a few minutes in the short time that we're going to have together. And I want to remind you of some of the things that that I took away. And maybe and maybe perhaps if you've been listening to the show, uh, you've listened to several of our podcasts that perhaps you have learned as well. We have a year of podcasts in our belt now. And uh, so I just kind of want to want to think about uh, kind of some of those some of those uh, nuggets, nuggets of truth that that we had that that we um, that we that we decided that, hey, let's. Let's go after this. You know, uh, we talked with Dave King uh, at one of the very first podcasts, and, and and Dave said, you know, it's really important that we observe, um, that we become vulnerable, and that we understand about personal relationships, even in the business world and even in our personal life, that, that in order to have healthy relationships, we have to observe. We have to, to be willing to be vulnerable to allow people to approach us. And, and to be those that lifelong learner, um, John told us when we interviewed him, John Watson said, you know, leadership is really about others. He used a term that I think about a lot, and I know you've heard, but it's it's just worth repeating. He, he used the term servant leadership. I want to remember that from 2020. I, w- I want to remember that word, servant leadership. Leadership is about others. And then we, we dove into uh, the prejudice, the ugliness, the tragedy uh, back that 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 didn't start with George Floyd tragedy that was certainly a tipping point, um, but it's been around a long, long time. And Bruce, my dear friend Bruce Jones, um, we had a, a, a just a, a hard, good, defining conversation, and he said, "You know, listen." He said, "Let's truly listen before we jump into action." Here, and he explained to me some things that I had never heard. He explained to me how he had to, to teach his children what to do if an officer approaches because he is black and they are black. He, he, he said, we need to truly allow others to be heard if we're going to address this ethnicity discrimination. And boy, that was, that was such, such a nugget of truth uh, that, that I think about and that, that I'm trying to act on even now as we have, as we have um, developed some listening groups in my area of the state. To, to just listen and learn, and we're continuing to do that in our community. And I hope you are. I hope you're listening and learning. Rebecca uh, told us that we need to, to look at things from someone else's perspective. Rebecca Teeter said, hey, I've learned that sometimes I'm, I'm a lion, and sometimes I charge ahead without thinking about another person's perspective. It's a great, it's a great truth. My dear friend Phil, Phil the Turtle, uh, said, you know, we need to be transparent and authentic. He he, he is so right. He said, uh, you know, uh, also, you need to remember that in leading, you deserve what you tolerate. Wow. Isn't that good? You deserve what you tolerate. <laughs> and I think that's so right. Sometimes we don't, we don't uh, demand in terms of, or, or maybe we don't expect uh, enough excellence in our life, enough excellence in our relationships, and we tolerate mediocrity, and we tolerate, um, we tolerate average when 
mean, we really need to be pursuing excellence and we really need to be pursuing those uh, healthy relationships in our lives. And it takes work. It takes, it takes effort. It takes time. It takes investment. But, you know, I, it, it, the real question there is, is it worth it? You know, you deserve what you tolerate. If you want to tolerate mediocrity, then I guess you're saying it's not worth the effort. Um, Melissa Jackson, uh, my partner and, and president of uh, our company, uh, Eagle Consulting, said, you know, women, um, women in leadership have to have to be, be intentional. She used the word intentional and not personalize things that are going on. I thought that was brilliant. And then she said, we get to choose our best behavior. And she said, in a meeting, in a relationship, in someone you care about, you get to choose your best behavior. You can choose to be your best or not. Wow, what a takeaway. Our behavior is a choice. I'll say that one more time. Our behavior is a choice. And we can choose to give our best behavior, or we can choose to give our poor, poorest behavior. Wow, it's good stuff. Uh, And then Dave, Dave Campion, said in his company and in his life, he has learned the value of EQ, and that is just becoming self-aware. It's understanding who you are. It's understanding who others are. In fact, he is he is actually um, putting his action where his mouth is because his company saturates their leadership team with EQ training. Um, they have um, they have uh, leadership coaches and they have seminars and they really spend resources in investing in. And he said it's important because you're building long-term relationships. I thought that was I thought that was brilliant as well. Uh, EQ and leadership is essential and and very very important. And then we have Ashley, our entrepreneur, who who spoke with me, and she said, you know, I've learned that it, the importance of attitude, the importance of having self control and being flexible. And I thought that was amazing. Uh, the importance of attitude, and once that goes back to what we were talking about with Melissa. Well, hey, we get to choose our attitude. We get to choose self control. Is a choice. I promise you, it is. I, I can incentivize anyone uh, if if the if the incentivization is is strong enough. I can. Hey, I can. I can incentivize you. If I told you I'd give you a million dollars if you could be in self control and not lose your temper for thirty days, everyone listening to this podcast would jump on that. Self control uh, is a choice. It's just, do we want it? Do we want it bad enough? That that's the question you got to ask. Uh, but Crystal talked to us about legacy. Crystal, a leader uh, across our state, where, where I live in Alabama and in our area, says uh, her, her legacy is so important to her. She said, as an African-American woman, she says, my life matters, and my life matters because I want to serve others. I thought that was beautiful. And then she said something that I think of often. I think it's so good on clarity. She was speaking around around the importance of being clear, and she says, to be unclear is to be unkind. Check that out. To be unclear is to be unkind to those we care about, to those in our, in our business, uh, to those that we're trying to connect with. If, we, if we're not clear, if we don't take the time, see, that's a discipline. Clarity is a discipline. You have to slow down and take the time to make sure that the person you're talking to is hearing you, that you're speaking in their language that you're speaking in their personality language, in my vernacular, that, that you're speaking camel to camels and lion to lions and turtle to turtle, and, you, and you're speaking monkey talk to, to much-loved monkeys. you got to understand that. See, see you got to know how to do that, and that's work. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is 
important. Creating clarity is essential to leading anything, to leading in a relationship, to loving in a relationship, um, to leading a business, to leading a team. To be unclear is to be un, unkind. And then Chris uh, told us that, you know, um, he, he said hard work is, is something. That, and by the way, all of these people talked about hard work. We'll talk about that in a minute. But he said, you know, hard work is, is that means earning the right to speak into to others' life. And it means, it means being willing to do whatever you need to do to get that job done. And that nothing, he said he started his, he has, uh, you know, you remember Chris Lilly. Chris uh, is the owner of Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue, an internationally um, um, scaled uh, barbecue company. They, they have local restaurants, but then their sauces go across the world. And he talked about that a little bit. And he said, uh, but he said, you know, you, I started out in the kitchen. He said, I started out because I needed to earn the right to have our team follow me, and I need to understand what they were doing. So when he was brought into the business, he started in the kitchen. And then he said something I think is so cool. He said, you know, Larry, he said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. <laughs> I thought it was great. He said, I've noticed something in my life about luck. The harder I work, the luckier I get. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And uh, he certainly is a reminder and is not afraid of, of, of hard work. Katie, when I talked to Katie, an up-and-coming leader, I mean, just such great, great potential. And um, down, in, down in the uh, center of our state, down in Montgomery and in, in the political arena, and, and she's, she leads a business council there. But she said, don't let your, don't let, this is really good. I want you to listen to this. She says, don't let your own insecurities limit your potential all right you have to hear that again guys you got to hear that one more time all right don't let your own insecurities limit your potential so many times i think we let our insecurities stop us from taking that risk over and over and over again as i talk to to leaders as i talk to men and women who are in that that last season of their life if you will what they tell me is i ask i said what would you if you could do it over again what would you do over and over again, I hear this. I would take more risks. I would take more risk. I, I, would, I would not limit myself. And so many times we don't take risk. So many times now I'm, I'm talking about taking, you know, good risk. I'm not talking about being crazy. But I am saying we need to, to realize that we only have one shot at this thing, guys. And so many times we allow our insecurities to, to drive our behavior. And she says, don't let, whatever that insecurity is, don't let it limit your potential. Go for it. Let's go out there. Let's take a few risks. Let's, let's enjoy this journey called life with purpose to engage and influence others. That's great stuff from Katie. Stephen, <clears throat> Stephen Pearl, uh, Bruce Pearl, head coach at Auburn University, his assistant coach and his son. He said, you know, the, the, there is a thing called connection and you can't be successful in coaching, and you can't be successful in life without it. And he's so true. He said the most important part of what we do is not the, the, the X's and O's. He said the most important thing that we do is connect with our players, and we have to know who they are. We have to get to where they are. You're hearing this theme. We have to earn that right. And, and he said it's really important, number one, to, to, to connect and be willing to connect where our players are, but where, where others are in your life. And he also said, though, number two, he said, I desire and I want to always be coachable. He said, even to this day, my dad 
will listen to to the to, to the managers on the team or to anyone if he thinks they have uh, they want to be heard or if they have an input he will stop and listen and and let, allow them to be heard and even as much as my dad's accomplished he is still coachable and he said I want to be coachable and, and isn't that the goal for for all great leaders all great leaders are coachable even up until the very end of their life. I, the day I stop learning, I hope, is the day that I take my last breath. That is my goal. It's a great, it's a great goal, Stephen. I'm so so glad and appreciative of your comments. Always be coachable. Always strive to connect. Brad, when I when I talked to Brad the introvert, you remember that? He he's an introvert leading and he helped us. He he helped us to think about those decisions that introverts make and how they make them. But one of the things that stuck out to me is Brad said, Hey Larry, I, I really have this desire to help others to be successful. And he said it's what's driven me all my life. And I thought that was incredible because the more we help others to become successful, uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, the, the more benefit we get in so many different ways. I'm not saying that if you go out with this motive, uh, I'm going to help everybody I can so I can become a ultimate millionaire. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are benefits from helping others if we have a, a truly gracious spirit about that, a truly willingness, as Brad said, to, to let others uh, to, to, to let others lead at times and to support them. He talked about leading from the side. Leading from the side. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And he said, perhaps the, the thing that I remember the most is, he said, as I've done this in my life, and he's, he's a highly successful executive, he said, as I've done this, I, I found that, that it helps me to hear them. And he said, I've learned that if I could hear others and spend time, just, just even, even before I even talk to those in relationship, if I can do some investigative work, some research around the other side of the issue, if there's an issue, if I can... I can look at that other side before I talk to that person. He said, I find that that my ears, it, it, that it won't be sharp on them. He said, if I can look at the other perspective, then I see when I'm in conversation, that conversation won't be so sharp on my ears. Think about that. So with those you love who have a different opinion than you do, with those you care about, um, with those in business when decisions are being made, instead of knee-jerking, instead of reacting, emotionally what if you step back truly looked at their perspective so that when they did bring their case when they did talk it wouldn't be so sharp on your ears and you can guess what save the relationship and make better decisions it's a win-win um, you have better relationships and you make better decisions by truly looking at all sides truly we call that circling the mountain taking the time to circle the decision around and around and around and see, uh, I don't know where I heard that term. I think maybe Brad taught me that term, to circle the mountain instead of just driving to the decision. Circle that decision a while. And talking about um, relationships and hard things, Lauren, my daughter, was was kind enough to um, jump on a podcast with her dad and talk about when when families disagree, and specifically around politics. We were in the, the political season, and, and she is on one side, I'm on another side of the political arena. And uh, we talked about the importance of, of, of relationship and honoring the relationship. We talked about how important it was to allow each other to be heard. And, and that doesn't mean we don't love them. That doesn't mean we don't care about them. Honoring the relationship means I want to hear from you. And it's not a personal attack. It's not a personalization. It's honoring 
uh, who that family member is and listening, authentically listening to them and then agreeing to disagree, which is fine. But it's about loving that person through disagreement. It's about it's about loving that person when it's hard. Uh, if, if we just, um, you know, if we always agreed and, and everything was easy, that that wouldn't that wouldn't foster any kind of growth. So Lauren and I had had a good good conversation and, and she reminded me that, you know, relationships take work. They can be hard and they can they take work. Question goes back to is it worth it? Is it worth it? Certainly it is for those we love. Certainly it is for those that we we truly we truly care about. And then we we wrapped up our season, a podcast with Quentin, Quentin Riggins. Quentin was a, a, a football player for Auburn University and then played pro ball after that. He, he's had a, a, a tremendous career, very influential, serves on the board of trustees at, at Auburn University and and um, and recently was on the board that actually um, brought in our new coach. And I'm an Auburn guy, so I hope that works out. And uh, but Quentin, that was I interviewed him before all that, and he um, before that search committee was formed and that kind of thing. And and he, man, he is tremendous. He is such a wise man, and uh, he he told us about the importance of of how we how we have. He called it. He he said it. Grace. He said the importance of having grace. And man, this blew me away. He said, Larry, when I pull my team together, he said. Uh, he said, they, you know, they, they, I asked them, can we just talk honestly? And he said, they said, well, Quentin, we're afraid we'll say something wrong. Quentin's African-American. He had, you know, some, some white males on his team and females and that kind of thing and, and, and others. But he said, one guy spoke up to him. He said, I'm afraid that I'll say something wrong. And Quentin said, that's okay. He said, we've got to allow each other to say something wrong with grace so that so that they can learn. It's not about what they say. It's about their heart. It's about their motive behind it. And I think sometimes the polarization occurs because we're afraid. We don't offer grace to each other to let them say what they need to say. And then, and then Quentin said, the reason for that is we really don't understand each other's story. And he challenged us. He said, we need to find common ground. And we find that common ground by truly getting to know the person, by truly getting comfortable, he said, sharing our story. And he shared a story of his and, and how he has a, a, the direct connection with, with, with prejudice, with, with, with racial discrimination, and how his mom was, was directly affected. And he said, when I share that story, then people, people have a better understanding of my perspective. But when I hear their story, which is totally different, then I have a better understanding of, of where they've come from. So he said, on our team, we, we practice sharing our story and, and we allow ourselves to, to, get to, know, to get to know one another. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So, wow, a fun, fun year podcast. I've learned so much. I'm so honored to be able to do this. What, what a gig to be able to walk with these men and women and learn from them and just, just to be a part of their, a small part of their life. Really incredible. Um, I, I'm so excited about where we're going in, in 2021. Uh, we are going to learn some new things. We are going to, we're going to take some risks guys. So get ready. Uh, we're going to take, we're going to take uh, leaders. We're going to take a risk and we're going to, we're going to step out in 2021 and bring you some, some really cool interviews. We're going to bring you some, some hopefully uh, tools, but more importantly, we're going to give you an inside look at what makes these leaders tick. 
at at how did they get to the place where they they are uh, that, that that they influence that they are today that they that they that they lead. How did they get there? What what made that work? So we're going to look at the personal side. We're going to look at how they lead with their head. Yes, what they've accomplished and what they're, but also how they lead with their heart and how they were molded. What did they do? What truths? And, and just like we just just got through talking about so many truths that came from living their lives. So put on your safety belt, get ready. We're going to have some fun in 2021. I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Crossing the Line gang. It means a lot to me, and I hope it's helpful to you. I hope you found some nuggets in today's podcast as we look back to learn. And now we're turning forward. We're looking to 2021. I'm so ready for it. I know you are. We're going to have a great time. I look forward to being back right here talking about leadership talking about those who lead with their head and then lead with their heart and then lead with their heart and lead with their head in order to truly make a difference in the lives of those we love, we live with, and we lead. I'll see you in 2021.